0: Justice Kennedy has the opinion of the court in case 17494, South Dakota versus Wayfair. This case is about whether and when the Commerce Clause permits a state to require an out-of-state seller to collect the state's sales tax. In two earlier cases, ones we refer to here as Bellis, Hess, and Quill, the court held that a state may not collect sales tax from sellers who lack a physical presence in that state. Now, some firms, like respondents here, solicit customers to order from elaborate online stores without maintaining employees or real estate in the customer's state. So despite the sales they make, those firms have no so-called physical presence. South Dakota, like most states, has a sales tax, and as in most states, the customers are ultimately liable for the tax, but South Dakota law requires sellers to collect and remit it. But when these respondents and similar firms send mail orders to South Dakota customers, the firms claim they are not liable under the state law to remit the tax. It is estimated that this physical presence rule, invoked by the respondents and others, costs the states between 8 and $33 billion a year in lost revenues from taxes that are lawful. In 2016, South Dakota declared an emergency, and it passed an act to provide for the collection of sales tax from certain remote sellers. But the act is invalid and unenforceable if the physical presence rule continues to be the law. South Dakota filed an action in state court seeking to enforce the act. Among the parties named in South Dakota's suit were the respondents here, respondents Wayfair, Overstock.com, and Newegg. These are large, out-of-state merchants— who would have to remit the sales tax if the South Dakota law is valid, and this Court granted certiorari. Under this Court's precedence, the Commerce Clause imposes certain limitations on the states. Relevant here, a state tax must apply to an activity with a substantial nexus with the taxing state. That nexus is established when the taxpayer or collector avails itself of the substantial privilege of carrying on business in the state. The Physical Presence Rule, both on its own terms and as applied today, is an incorrect interpretation of the Commerce Clause. The rule in the Quill case is not required by the Court's jurisprudence. A business can have a substantial nexus without physical presence. Quill creates market distortions, serving as a tax shelter for remote sellers that can then offer de facto lower prices. The modern economy has made the flaws in the physical presence rule even more apparent. Between targeted advertising and instant access to most consumers via any Internet-enabled device, a business may be present in a state in a real and meaningful way. The physical presence rule is not just a technical legal problem. It is an extraordinary imposition by the judiciary on the state's. It essentially allows remote sellers to escape payment of a lawful tax, a tax essential to the state's ability to perform critical public functions that help secure an active market. Forty-one states, two territories, and the District of Columbia all ask this Court to reject the physical presence rule. Star decisis can no longer support the physical presence rule. If it becomes becomes apparent, that this Court's Commerce Clause decisions prohibit the states from exercising their lawful sovereign powers in our federal system, the Court should be vigilant to correct any error. And while it can be conceded that Congress has the authority to change the physical presence rule, it is inconsistent with the Court's proper role to ask Congress to address a false constitutional premise of this Court's own creation. The Internet revolution has made Quill's error especially egregious since 1992 email or e-commerce sales have skyrocketed making physical presence an even worse proxy for whether a business has a substantial nexus with a state the expansion of e-commerce has also increased the revenue shortfall faced by states reliance interests are a legitimate consideration when the court weighs adherence to a flawed precedent but importantly stare decisis accommodates only legitimate reliance concerns Here, the tax distortion caused by Quill exists in large part because consumers regularly fail to comply with lawful use taxes. A business is in no position to found a constitutional right on the practical opportunities for tax avoidance. Although there may be legitimate concerns about burdens on businesses that make a small volume of sales to customers in many states, there are better solutions. The South Dakota law here affords small merchants a reasonable degree of protection, and other aspects of the Court's doctrine can protect against any undue burdens on interstate commerce. For these and other reasons set out in the opinion, the Court concludes that, the de- that its decisions in Quill and Bellas hess should be and now are overruled. Here, the nexus is clearly sufficient based on both the economic and virtual contacts respondents have with South Dakota. Any remaining claims regarding the application of the Commerce Clause in the absence of the physical presence rule may be addressed in the first instance on remand. The judgment of the South, of the Supreme Court of South Dakota is vacated, and the case is remanded for further proceedings not inconsistent with this opinion. Justice Thomas and Justice Gorsuch have filed concurring opinions. The Chief Justice has filed a dissenting opinion in which Justices Breyer, Sotomayor, and Kagan have joined.